welcome to Rendy Ruins Your Childhood, a new podcast where I, Rendy Jones, and a special guest of the week discuss movies from our youth because nostalgia is everywhere and everybody's capitalizing on it. So why can't I? Please welcome our first guest of the show, Gabby Jordan Brown. Thank you so much. <laughs> It's our first. Well, it's not our first. I'm taking credit already. (laughs) (laughs) Mine. It's Randy's, damn it. So this is our first series of the show. Uh, We will be covering just random weird movies from the 90s. I guess our first series is going to be called Welcome to the 90s, which is pretty much just like an introduction to, you know, we're just getting on familiar ground. It's good to remember what the 90s were like, because I was just like a child and I didn't realize how much these movies were just lawless, wild, wild west. (laughs) (laughs) Including wild, wild west. (laughs) True, true. Oh, God, no. I thought when I was a child that there was, you know, firm ground to stand on. Clearly, I didn't watch any movies from the era I grew up in. Oh, same here. I mean, I was born literally at the tail end. So for me, these are just like an introduction do I have any jurisdiction to talk about movies from the 90s? Yes, because I was born then, so might as well. You know, right? I would argue anyone in any time period that's still alive has jurisdiction to talk about any movie. That's true. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but there's always be, like, older people who just say, like, you're not a 90s kid because you didn't, you don't remember this, this, and that. You were just, like, waddling, crawling. I'm just there, like, no, but Sure, I... gatekeepers who are dealing with other psychological issues would say that, but, <laughs> you know, that's just, like, I don't know. People who want to take ownership of an era are people who are going through other things, I think. Yeah. I mean, as long as we remember where we were at during Y2K, then you are a 90s oh, yeah. kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. The movie we will be discussing today will be the Ivan Reitman film, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, is, that, is that a good way? Is that, is that how yeah, you do it? Yeah, I came on this like determined not to try it, but I'm going to try it anyway. Um, he never says his own name in the movie, so I don't know. That, that, that's, that's true. That's true. I should have pulled up, like, wrote down the entire cast name, but, like, his partner even just, like, does an Austrian accent. Oh, and she slays it. Yeah. She doesn't... Inc- Did she get a dialect coach? <laughs> the budget for this movie, by the way, I, I wikipedia it on the way here, $26 million. Yeah, right? It's, yeah. It, that is kind of, like, the budget you would expect for, for a movie like yeah, this. Yeah, and with inflation... Like, it was 1990, so with inflation, I wonder, what that would be now i mean because because he because schwarzenegger was such like a huge name you know anything he signs his name on people will just like lock to i think half the budget of the movie went to paying him and then like the other 25 percent there's two 25 percents one 25 percent went to that one gun that he holds up at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of the movie that's like a tube mm-hmm. inexplicably i think if it was a 50 million dollar budget I think maybe 15 million of it went to that gun. 30 million of it went to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then like the rest of the million was like scattered amongst the crew and the other props <laughs> that were found at Goodwill. Oh, I, I felt like probably 5 million went to all those like the, the, the blood, uh, blood shots. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, the movie is PG-13 for something that's like 
something that you would expect to be like PG at, at best because I've never seen Kindergarten Cop until last night. I know. See, sorry, 90s. Um, Not a true 90s I, person. I know. Someone from the 90s with other psychological issues <laughs> might come for you. Oh, no. But like, I would always see this on stars just like growing up and would just like skip around, like just watch a scene. Specifically, it's just like him inside the classroom, one scene of that, and just go, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Even like looking it up to like, bef- like before this started, there's still there are time slots for the day where it's playing on Stars Kids and Family. It's still Star, on the Stars app and I Stars Edge. I canceled my Stars subscription like a week ago. I bought a Stars subscription so I could watch Call Me by Your Name like 3 years ago or whatever the fuck like without uh, without like figuring out how to torrent it and I was like I'll just get the free month of Stars. And then for some reason I ended up paying for it for like years. Mm. And then a week ago I was like I'll never need stars again. And then the night before this podcast, we were both like, let's watch Kindergarten Cop. Guess where the only place it's free is? Stars. Stars. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's just there. It's just like, like it, stars has like a legal obligation to air Kindergarten Cop every day of the week for 365. There would be a ra- like a roundabout catalog of, of movies on, on the channel. Kindergarten Cop will never leave. That- I think it's just one guy at Stars who's like still obsessed with Kindergarten Cop and holds like an unwieldy amount of power. Mm-hmm. Every morning, everyone walks in and has to like do their Arnold Schwarzenegger accent or yeah. they can't get in the building. <laughs> that and three ninjas. It would just be like those two back to back or or one of the daddy daycare. It's either daddy daycare. Oh, daddy daycare or... slaps. That's another good one. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we got to do that. When, when we get to the thousands. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the 2000s. So we're going to start with the trailer of the film to see how it was marketed. Uh, this is like my first. Ex- is this your first exposure to seeing the trailer? Or? This is my first exposure to the trailer yes Yes. i've now seen the movie twice once as a child and i loved it as a child and more importantly my mother watched it with me as a child and she loved it i think that's why i loved it so much Mm -hmm. watching her laugh at like the women who are obsessed with arnold schwarzenegger she'd be like (laughs) they just they want to know if he's married (laughs) (laughs) so i i liked it as a child and then i saw it once again last night but i've never seen the the marketing so Trailer. Drum roll, please. I now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience. I really love that scene. And Her understanding. Flower. Well, they actually had that in Victoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Guy. You can't waste it in marketing. Arnold That's Schwarzenegger is kindergarten cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. No. He's an undercover detective. Okay, I would wear that blazer. Some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First. I would like the to just killer, get to know The villain guy looks like a wax figure of Bob, Bobby Kennedy. Uh, 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 uh. Really? I kept thinking like, like a lesser ball. He's been trained that's, to that's shoot. That's exactly what my roommate said to too. Kill teacher. He's been trained to fight. But there are some things. You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. <laughs> They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball. You gotta handle this like any other police situation. 
You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. You are mine now. I'm not a policeman, I'm a princess. <sighs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You hit the kid, I hit you. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? I kind of no, do have that kind of like the button up of uh, red plaid. Your kindergarten podcaster. Oh, I am baby. I am baby. <laughs> 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 We're baby. Kindergarten cop. Did I miss the ukulele scene in its entirety? <laughs> Wait, what? They, it was, I think it was part of like the montage. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, I also know in 90s trailers, they were like pretty liberal with just putting in scenes that never made it into the movie. That's true. Well, they still kind of do that today. Like a lot of comedies or, or some, something like that. Like whatever does not make the final cut would go to the trailer. There are some pretty good examples. I can't even think of off the top of my head. Or like there would be like a rumored casting and you just won't even see them in like the final cut. Do you have an example in mind? No, no. I, 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 I know they do. Like they, a lot of movies do that. I don't either, but it's, 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 it's just, it's just like I've been watching way too many things lately. Right. It's just like I can't even keep track of like all the trailers I've been like. It's just like the t- trailer of the L word where they all go back to men at the end. Like why they cut that plot line out? I can, I'm gay. I can see that. It's okay. <laughs> So, film starts off and... It starts off with wax figure Bobby Cannavale slash (laughs) Val Kilmer in, like, a crazy Bushwick ponytail. Killing two... Well, killing one... No spoilers, except this is all on Wikipedia. Yeah. Public knowledge. If if you haven't seen Kindergarten Cop and you're saying spoilers, like, why are you listening to this episode? Also, (laughs) no one other than someone who's preparing for a podcast is probably watching this movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's just just like, trying to, like, oh, Except someone training to be an undercover cop in a kindergarten. This is important. Or if if you're trying to practice to be a a cop. No, no, no. a A kindergarten teacher who wants to go into being a cop, an undercover cop. Well, I wonder if that was the plot of the subsequent Kindergarten Cop 2, which apparently also exists. I know. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Back to the... Um, So we start off with uh, John Kimball, who wants to, 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 to catch this guy named Colin Crisp, who has like this weird obsession... Well, no, it's just like he—he's psychologically deranged. Where like he feels like he's never in the wrong for everything that he does. Well, he's also one of these actors who like plays crazy. I feel like in acting school they taught us this: when you're playing a crazy character, you have to play it like you think you're a sane person, and that's what actual crazy people are like. Mm. Like the people like who I don't know scream on the street or whatever, or who like make things hell in your personal life or like your boss who yells at you like they're they all think my boss doesn't yell at me he's great but like <laughs> um they all like think they're right that's the whole thing with like villains like villains always think that they're in the right but this actor is playing it like all right like my character's in the wrong and i'm just gonna say things and let them fall into the void like he's playing the caricature of a crazy person yeah a crazy person with like mother issues and you see and the mother oh yeah he's in love with his mom absolutely yeah and she and she's like she actually has a role in in it like 
you know. I mean, like... representation for women is very important. <laughs> I was pretty stoned when I was watching this, and I did not understand the exposition, but I think I understand it now. So he shoots this one potential informant, and the informant's girlfriend gets away. But what he's looking for is information about his ex-wife, who left him after stealing a bunch of money from him and his son. That's what I gathered. Yeah. And also, John Kimball, a.k.a. Schwartzy Schwartz, <laughs> has been going after him for, like, years because he's a criminal slash crazy person who, like, shouts things into the void. Yeah. And at the same time, I was just, without any concept, I thought this was, like, straightforward PG movie, but right when he, sh- like, uh, um, uh, Cullen just, like, shoots his informant, you just see, like, the like the bloodshot just it's a like very realistic gunshot wound yeah and it's just like the red and you just like the knockback i'm just yeah. there thinking whoa what am i watching <laughs> is this is this like yeah. i know the 90s like mpa ratings were just like kind of up in the air during then but yeah. that was it was awesome <laughs> oh it's <laughs> it so was badass. so cool it was it, no it i is. don't know i don't care <laughs> no no it is it is badass i'm not gonna lie it, it, it caught me off guard i'm like oh so this is the kind of movie i'm watching yeah all right Kali gets away, and, and, and John handcuffs her to his dead body. Oh, yes. I do remember that. <laughs> and that just that just traumatizes the crap out of her. Yeah. Like, he, he thinks, like, okay, yeah, I'm still I'm going to get him. And he, do, he, he does catch him, right? I'm, yeah, I mean, he does catch him, and then he, he brings him in, and he also manages, because the girl is handcuffed to the informant's dead body, he manages to bring her in as well. Also, one thing that's harped on in the early exposition mm-hmm. um, is that he has John Kimball, the cop, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwartz, Schwartz, has no hobbies. Oh, yeah. He keeps saying that. He's like, I have no hobbies. I guess that's the closest to his voice I'll get. But <laughs> he just, he loves being a, I don't know that he even likes being a cop. Yeah. He just only knows how to be a cop. He doesn't. Uh, but I don't even know what was meant by hobbies. Like, he doesn't knit, he doesn't crochet, like, he doesn't have any, like, empty nest stuff that he does. Yeah. But he he doesn't like, have a cat, he doesn't have a dog, he certainly doesn't have a girlfriend. I mean, all he has is an ex-wife and a son that he just... Uh, that, that he doesn't see. Yeah, doesn't yeah. see. And I'm just... And you're just there thinking, like, these, like he says, yeah, I'm kind of a deadbeat. Like, well, well, I, well, not really he's a deadbeat. Like, they just have, they just want nothing to do with him. Yeah, the wife doesn't want him to see the kid, but it's never explained why. Because yeah. the, the screenwriters were like, we're way more interested in showing you, like, cute clips of kids saying sex stuff than ever explaining the exposition to the plot. Which is fine. Yeah. I feel like too much of directing these days is like, well, uh, uh, the tertiary character doesn't have a strong enough motivation. And, like, I, if there's a kid saying shit like yeah you gotta fuck my mom like i don't care about the tertiary character's motivation i don't i just don't so i was in a way glad for everything that they left out in this movie yeah kind, yeah same here yeah. like just mainly because like movies nowadays that's about like the very masculine dude who has to learn how to be tender this movie predates like playing with fire which yeah. was, just came out recently the john cena firefighter movie Fight Club. Birdman. Birdman. I'm just naming <laughs> movies with men. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I, I, I think I got this. The Tooth Fairy Game Plan. Yeah, there you go. That was that was the other name of it. Game Plan. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Um, uh, the Pacifier. That's as similar as you could get with this. Like yeah. the Pacifier might as well have been, 
the remake of, of Kindergarten Cop with just Vin Diesel. And then you just have Kindergarten Cop and you just... It's, it's obviously like a more mature thing. But point being that basically after they find out this information about Cullen, the villain, and his ex-wife, how she like stole this money from him mm-hmm. and stole the kid, they like track down where the kid is. Yeah. But for some reason they don't track down like who the kid is or who the wife is. So yeah. Schwartzy Schwartz, which I'm not going to stop saying. Oh, no, I love that. Schwartzy Schwartz. And his cop partner have to go to Astoria, Oregon, which really threw me off. Yeah, same. Like, right when you said Astoria, I'm like, oh, Queens. <laughs> I know. I don't. Here's what I think. I don't think that in 1990, Astoria was like this bop in happen in place that it is now i think it was like where greeks were i guess and just like nobody had the the mass hollywood name recognition for astoria so mm. i think it was like what what's that town in twilight called like forks like they were just like this is every town astoria yeah yeah i mean astoria oregon home of kindergarten cop <laughs> <laughs> Is there one achievement? <laughs> so, uh, so Kimball goes undercover. They don't mean for Kimball to go undercover. Initially, mm. it's O'Hara who's supposed to That's go undercover. Yeah, O'Hara yeah. is the woman who is his partner. platonic police partner. Yeah, she was a former teacher, so they want her to go undercover. But then she gets horrible food poisoning because one of her plot lines is that she loves food. Yeah, because in the '90s, that was like if you wanted a quirky woman character, you're like, okay, she eats. So we have this airport scene where she... Uh, they fly to Astoria, Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. For, from L.A. To, 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 to Astoria. There's a child kicking his seat, mm. and he snaps a pencil in With front one of the dumb. child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It, it, just, it just took one thumb, like I, will br- like, I will break you like this. And then the kid's just like... Eyes just yeah. bulge. I didn't get, I think, the sex appeal of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like his patchy beard. His beard's pretty... Oh, I wrote I wrote down notes for this movie, mm. and one of them was... I'm pulling them up right now. One of them was just, the beard is patchy. But what was hot, admittedly, even as a not-straight woman, was watching someone break a pencil with one thumb. <laughs> that, that is right. Actually, I would argue, especially as a gay woman, that's hot. If someone broke a pen, Like... <laughs> I got kind of turned on when I was at an airport and like my girlfriend was like walking through crowds and was like, these people are all asleep at the wheel. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe O'Hara, platonic detective. Platonicism. Thank God for that. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, it was. You don't see, I guess, in 90s movies, like platonic friendships between men and women the way. There's even a whole movie when Harry met Sally about how, like, men and women can't just be friends. But clearly mm. they never watched Kindergarten Cop because these two are, like, <laughs> best buddies. Yeah. And and and, and it's, ama- it's amazing how, like, initially I thought, okay, so he's probably going to get with her? Just just in the sake. Absolutely. Just, just because they're like, oh, the two cops together on a case, you know, romance will ensue. But then. Isn't that the plane scene also where Angela Bassett comes in? Yeah. Angela Bassett as, like, this hot stewardess. Yeah. I didn't even recognize her. I was just like, why is the stewardess so hot? And then I realized it was young Angela Bassett. Yeah. And she still got it today. She still, she still she's, got it. Still, Absolutely. It's like how Lupita Nyong'o already won her Oscar in, in for 12 Years a Slave in 2013. And then the next role after that, she was a stewardess in the Liam Neeson uh, plane movie, uh, Nonstop. So they get to Astoria, Oregon. Astoria, Oregon. Paige uh, has has a food poisoning, 
And or uh, Phoebe. Phoebe, sorry. Phoebe, yeah. Phoebe, yeah. I said um, Paige. Who's Paige? <laughs> Phoebe, I'm going to just call her Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> oh, my God, please. It's going to give our podcast more SEO. <laughs> our podcast. I'm saying it again. Mine. Credit. <laughs> Mine. Randy. Uh, you, will, you will be all regular. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Randy Ruins Your Childhood. It's uh, not called Gabby Helps. Okay? <laughs> well, you are helping at the moment. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, John's driving through through a story, Oregon. Phoebe's in the backseat, like, just laying out, like, oh, Jesus, I got food yeah. poisoning. And then... Out of nowhere, a ferret, <laughs> John's ferret, yeah. just like comes out of the bag, and she's like, just starts freaking out as she should, and and he's like, oh, this this is my ferret. <laughs> Why am I sound like Beck Bennett? That was. <laughs> <and> it... <laughs> well, what I liked about the ferret scene was like we were all supposed to think the ferret was cute, but I remember when I. I was in an improv troupe in college, and we, like, practiced at this kid's house, and I saw a rat running around. I was like, dude, you, I'm sorry, you have rats in your apartment. He was like, no, that's my pet rat. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, rodents as pets, just going to say it, not cute. No, no. It, but it, the it, ferret plays a pivotal role, and by the end, I wanted to see more of the ferret. Yeah, I actually want to, I want a prequel with, with, with John and the ferret. Like, like, yes. like yeah, for a man who has no hobbies, how the hell do you have a damn ferret? <laughs> like, That's like, out true. Out of all pets, a I have no ferret. hobbies, I just have ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I love cop and my ferret. <laughs> <laughs> no, and my ferret. My God, mother I loved, can do it. You can do it, I believe it. I had it earlier. Uh, so I, yeah, so Eddie he but he he has this ferret, Phoebe Wallerbridge slash Phoebe O'Hara <laughs> freaks out. He's like, oh, it's just my ferret. But then it's just foreshadowing because he takes her into the or uh, hotel bed. She's sick, and he's just like, okay, I guess I have to go in and be yeah. the kindergarten teacher. Just so that's how he becomes kindergarten cop. Yeah, he just goes in, tells him. The principal's already aware. Like, I, I kind of love that the entire proceeding were, oh, yeah, you're a cop. What happened to that teacher? Did she, did she, did she like, take a leave of absence? Do they just, like, replace her? I, like, I, like, I again, don't remember. Again, one of those things, like, we're going to call this trope, like, the tertiary character motivation. Like, Wait, what's, never first explained. off, what does tertiary, <laughs> people are just going to, like, think, like, Randy, you're an idiot. What's tertiary? <laughs> I, isn't it, like, third? I mean, I'm the idiot because I'm just throwing out words and I'm like, isn't it, like, third? But Nick is nodding who produces this, is, so is, it does it? mean third. Okay, thank Basically, you. like, uh, the, the little things that directors now feel like they need to explain away um, are not explained in this movie because they just want to let the fun of the movie last. So they're just like, oh, yeah, this teacher, conveniently out of town. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Prisma's like, all right, well... Well, first off, he, 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 like, lies to her, saying, like, he has, like... Teaching like, experience. Yeah, teaching experience, yeah. background. He's like... Uh, and the principal's like, I was expecting a Miss O'Hara. And he's like, it's too damn bad. <laughs> you get a Mr. Kimball instead. Yeah, he goes, there's been a change of plan. <laughs> um, and so you got this big, buff Schwarzenegger. Did he clean shave? I feel like he, like, part where he was patchy, and then he just, like... Yeah, he did clean shave. He shaved to be the... Well, the whole thing about kindergarten cop is like one of the underlying thesis statements which i don't think would ring true today is that being a kindergarten teacher is not a masculine thing no being a high school teacher sure being a middle school teacher sure oh, but just... everyone keeps remarking like it's weird that you're a male kindergarten teacher yeah. and they're not saying some weird like 
they're they're not like giving any gross connotation. They're just like, huh, interesting. I feel like I had male ki- a male kindergarten teacher. No one said anything. Every single teacher from my elementary school were female. Like the only one male teacher was uh, my social studies teacher. Huh. And, okay. And that that was it. I feel like if this movie was made today, they would emphasize way too much on the aspect like, oh, he's a man and he's buff and they have just like this huge toxic masculinity theme or like they would just like emphasize so much on him be like big macho dude, like a kindergarten teacher. Like like, like he kind of just takes it as like a piece of cake at first yeah. until they wreak havoc. You know, as, well, as Arnold Schwarzenegger, what I liked about this movie a lot is that the Arnold Schwarzenegger character there's a little bit of gag that, like, oh, a guy is a kindergarten teacher, that's weird, but he never plays into it. He's never, like, the joke of this is that I'm a guy kindergarten teacher. He's, like, the joke of this is that I'm a hardened cop. Yeah. And these people, these kids are walking all over me because I can handle mass murderers, but I can't handle like little children i like that the gag never becomes like i'm a guy and they're emasculating me like it's just like i don't fucking know how to do this like this is out of my comfort zone and he uses police tactics to like and i just want to preface this by saying still not a big fan of the united states police force or any state police force (laughs) uh still not a fan of people coming up on fair evaders but Boy, is it effective the way he teaches these kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the, their entire arc has to deal with fire drill. Chekhov's fire drill. Yeah. It does come back at the end. Uh, let's pull up a clip from his introduction scene. Stop whining. Your kids are soft. You lack discipline. It's an iconic clip. But I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not going to have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. Oh, no. It's time now to turn this mush into muscles. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kimblev to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. Yeah, you tell those fucking kids you need to pee. Oh, my God. I love how, like, like some of the kids already, like, show personality right when he got in there. But, like, these kids... I don't know. For me, it just felt so uncomfortable. Like, how their personalities were just like, okay, you're going to grow up to be a pervert. You're going to grow up to be be like a weird antisocial, this weirdo. Or like there's that, that one kid who's like, every time you say hi to him, he's like, men have penises, women have vaginas. Very binary, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Funny line. Come on. How old are kindergartens? Like five-year-olds, six-year-olds? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. And then they also just like reveal like, my dad's a gynecologist. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But right. like But like at the same time, why is your dad telling you like, like <laughs> I look at vaginas all day, kid. <laughs> you got to learn. This. I'm going to prepare you for the future. <laughs> Men have penises. <laughs> Women have vaginas. In a way, that's like one. One of the most prescient commentaries that this film makes is that <laughs> clearly there's this little boy who's just being influenced by his dad every night being like, kid, you're going to look at as many vaginas as I do someday. It's going to be a marker of your masculinity. It's, you're going to get into the family business of gynecology. <laughs> 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 
Man, this is a family-owned. <laughs> I would go to a family-owned gynecologist any day. It, it sounds like a perfect Oregon thing to just. <laughs> it, it just sounds so fitting. Yeah, where's the Portlandia episode? I know that when I go to oh the actual God. gynecologist, I just I generally don't feel comfortable if the, if they don't have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like I think I last time I went years and years ago before I was like dating anybody steady like in college and the gynecologist was like are you sexually active and I was going on a date that night so I was like I hope I'm sexually (laughs) active tonight (laughs) the gynecologist was like that's absolutely not what I meant like imagine how much funnier that would have been if it had been like just a cute family owned gynecologist making me tea letting me make my corny Mm. jokes to them laughing at my corny jokes just giving you a high five (laughs) right then (laughs) I feel like the dad who trained this kid to say boys have penises girls have vaginas would have been like yeah pound it <laughs> he meets uh the ex-wife of 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 uh of colin um but but doesn't know yet for sure that yeah she's that's the that's true yeah. that's true um like this this teacher across the hall another kid what did she teach like first grade i feel like it was yeah first grade, something grade. like something childhood yeah 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 um named eleanor played by carol Baker. isn't it joyce joyce wait Oh yeah, that's sorry, Joyce. Sorry, I'm Her looking at the might cast. Might as well be Eleanor. Joyce, yeah, Joyce, yeah. and he's just like the soft-spoken, sweet-natured, uh, you know, teacher from across the hall. Yeah, <laughs> girl uh, next door. At one point, they like go to dinner, and the platonic cop friend O'Hara mm. pretends to be Kimball's sister mm. so that he can get laid by Eleanor. Yeah. Because I think at the beginning of the movie, they're supposed to like pose as a husband and wife to make it look more natural. Yeah. But she, she's the MVP of this movie. She like wingman's him. It's like, oh, hell yeah. No, I'm your sister. That's when she puts on the crazy fake Austrian accent. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, like uh, when they go back, to, when he goes back to the hotel room, she finds her and her fiance. Uh, who I, I guess why why invite your fiance first off to like your undercover case? The, oh like, yeah, O'Hara and her. Oh well, the fiance surprised her. That was what it was. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, um, there were a lot of plot lines in this movie. Oh my god, yeah, for this PG thirteen movie, uh, <laughs> we had to follow a lot of characters. There was it bit off a lot, but it chewed it very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, five. Finds them in the middle of doinkity doink thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is it? Doink the doinking. Doink the doinking. Yeah. It is. It is 11 in the morning. It feels so weird to just go like, yeah. They're like he walks in on them. They're just fucking straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, isn't it like after Kimball goes to dinner with Joyce? First, well, first they go on like a, a double date, I guess. Like mm-hmm. O'Hara and Kimball with, um, well, I guess it's not a double date because Joyce brings her child. So it's not like a double date yeah. with Joyce and her child and Can't Kimball and O'Hara. Basis. Yeah. But Kimball and Joyce make like a connection at that dinner. Mm-hmm. And then they have a second date where they go out alone. And then Kimball comes fra- back from that to see O'Hara fucking her joint to doinking. Sorry. Her fiance. <laughs> In the in the bed, yes, in the yes. motel bed. There we go. Yeah. Jesus, this movie is just like like so many. It's just like a sequence of events, just not fully together in my yeah. brain. Because there's just <laughs> a lot. There's a lot to follow. There's a lot going on. But I think the gist of it is that the uh, Kimball and Joyce start falling in love. Joyce's son is named Dominic. Dominic mm-hmm. is in Kimball's class. Yes. And um, first <laughs> through their conversations, I think uh, Kimball realizes that Joyce is actually Rachel, who. Uh, 
stole the three million dollars mm-hmm. from Colin. Yeah, and then at uh, and then at the same time, I just love how like the fr- like the first day, right after like everything just goes to shit from Mister Kimball. I do. I just want to call him Kimball because it's just like a much better name. Just like I don't want to say John. Um, no, I don't want to <laughs> say John either. Why they even write the name John? I don't know. To give it c- character clarity yeah. to make him seem like a person with a first and a last name. No, yeah, just just call him Kimball. Just John. call him Kimball. Yeah. I dare you, Ivan Reitman? Yeah. <laughs> so. Like first day, just after, like afterwards, he's just like sitting there, and little Dominic just goes up and just like gives him like a sh- like just shaking his head like everybody here is better than you. He says so innocently like my old per- my old teacher is better than you. Yeah, my mom's better than you. Everybody in this fucking school is better than you. Yeah, it's pretty. Dominic was the best kid actor. I think he deserves yeah. an Oscar for, for like, for, yeah, for like a five year old. He he showed a lot of. Yeah, rent. he crushed it. <laughs> Pre Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they gotta remake this with Jacob Tremblay. Well, he's too old now. Oh uh, no, he's he'll doing never like age. wait, and now he's like thirteen, so he can't he can't do that kindergarten. This is way too anymore. much pressure on Jacob Tremblay. Oh, like, all right, be cute forever. I know, right? No one will give you another room. <laughs> oh God, please, please I I don't want to see him go through puberty. No, let's. I know. Can we skip it? All right. <laughs> just I like don't mean on butt. the podcast. I mean like in life. Can we yeah, skip? yeah. Just like just yeah. like like a eight. You know, remember like the fairly odd parents. Uh, yes. Ch- uh, channel chases where just like Timmy Turner just like ages himself up. Can we just do that with, with Jacob Tremblay? <laughs> 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 we, just, we don't want to see his teenage years. Just go straight to his adulthood. Oh, he has to go through life. Oh my it's so god. Sad. Oh. Um, Let's talk about like what happens. In in that moment where Kimball like leaves his class for like one second and then just like like after he, he, he uh, the little girl's like who's like, who who wants to try to go I want to use the bathroom and then this weird chaos just in the classroom yeah and then there's that one kid like there's three girls standing up on tables three kindergarten girls standing up on tables. And that that kid with the doll just like looking up their skirts, like yeah. what the hell was up with that? I remember this. So one of the strange things about masculinity in this movie was that um, there's one scene where Kimball meets with a parent, and the parent is like, "I'm worried about my son because he's playing with dolls all the mm-hmm. time," and Kimball goes. Don't you don't need to worry about anything. He's just using those dolls to look up girls' skirts. <laughs> and the mom is like, Thank God. It's like, okay, yeah, he's just a child sexual assailant. Like he's not gay. <laughs> That's the underlying Star- subtext. The starting the starting start on when they're young. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, man. it's mayhem. Uh, it, Kimball we skipped over this, but mm-hmm. Kimball has a very brief arc of like not being good at being a kindergarten teacher and then eventually he's just suddenly very good at it yeah um and he t- it turns out he really likes it he wants to do it forever. yeah and, and and like and like like the entire arc uh for uh for his classroom is learning how to uh, get ready for a fire drill like 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 yeah. that's, that's the most amount of pressure a kindergarten like class could ever have yeah. You know, a fire, uh, like a, li- a literal fire drill. Yeah. Um. The first, the first, the first time they're just like unorganized, unprepared, and this was like what early on, like when he's just starting and and doesn't even know how the fire alarm sounds. And and, and by the way, it could sound like a real fire alarm. I'm like, I'm sorry, doesn't a real fire alarm just have like a better ding, ding, and then you just like the red lights. <laughs> I'm sorry, a what? A, a ding, like a ding. 
Ding. I just like hearing you do onomatopoeia. <laughs> it makes me happy. Um, I I don't know what he thought a fire alarm would be. I, I do know he that was like it, like he knew what it was. Yeah, he d- he did. You're right that. Uh, there was like a montage of things he he does with the kids. Like he makes them all line up. He, I don't know, starts playing ukulele at some point. Mm-hmm. Don't know how got that got there. He incorporates the ferret into the classroom. Oh, yeah, the class mascot. Yeah, class mascot, the ferret. But he uh, mostly, yeah, what he's gearing up to, what he does, like it seems like half the time is just teach the kids how to line up for a fire drill, mm-hmm. which comes in because we're getting to the end now. It comes in handy later because basically. One of the key witnesses from the case, she dies. She, like, overdoses. Yeah. Oh, I remember why. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Cullen's mom, who, by the way, Cullen and his mom, way more sexual chemistry than Arnold Schwarzenegger has with his love interest. Did you not see it? No. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Repeat that again so I can just, like, in, 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 internalize. Cullen and his mom are in love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking, Cullen, I was thinking Cullen and and his ex-wife. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wait, what? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Cullen and his mom. Yes. There's so much like sexual energy. No, okay, not sexual, but like that that, that dynamic where he's just like, mother, I did it, and 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 she's just like so proud of him for like all of his weird just murderous antics. Not gonna lie, it was kind of beautiful. He he at one point tells his mom like something like I'm gonna go to jail and she's like, Okay, I know what to do. Mm. And I think I read later in the plot summary that she laces the key witnesses drugs mm. and she the key witness like overdoses and dies. So yeah. for some reason, because she dies, they have to release Cullen from jail. Mm. And he comes to the school to try and find Dominic. Yeah. It was just, there were so many dad stories and so mm-hmm. many dad occupations, and it is just funny that the one he landed on as sus was like, my dad lives in France. He's like, no, not not impossible. And then that the, that one kid in, all the way in the back, and just like in the corner, that they call the pee-pee head. I forgot his name. Like, they call him poo-poo head. They're just like, they're like so mean to him, even oh, yeah. though like, he's getting like abuse at home uh, from his dad, which is like another little plot line. There's just so, so many, many plot lines. lines. <laughs> this is a workout. For, My God. For, for an hour, like an hour 51 minute movie, there's a lot going on. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Kimball beats up a dad who's been abusing his child. And and a wife or like girlfriend? No, wife, yeah. And the wife. And a wife. Yeah. And like the entire school sees it and you're just like, oh, he's gonna get fired now. Or or like he his his cover is blown. But th- at that point the pr- like the principal knew. The principal <laughs> takes his side, which slay her. Like she's amazing. Like yeah. everyone's very redeemable. Even yeah. Colin, especially Colin, because of his like He's clearly in love with his mom. You know what? Let him be. Yeah. Yeah. And he also does love his son for, you know, as... I would say... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We're just, like, really just, like, jumping around yeah, secrets. Is... We're, we're not going in chronological order. Oh, God, we're so canceled. If you watch this movie. Uh, the big inciting thing is that Kimball has to, when he finds out that Colin is free, he has to confess to Joyce that he's secretly a cop. Yeah. And... Remember that whole plot line about, like, the money? How yeah. she, like, stole this money from him? Apparently there was never any money. Cullen made that up so that drug dealers would go after her for, like, a reward and, like, yeah. get his son back for him. Which and is... he just wanted the kid. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of stupid. <laughs> like, 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 for a villain plan, it's, it's 
that's really stupid because because you're just like yeah, all right where's the money Mon- money <laughs> get my no i met the kid get my son <laughs> what money was involved really yeah again this whole villain thing like this actor plays it with no real motivation he's just yeah. shouting words into thin air all right. um, good old richard tyson all the the fire drill preparation comes into fruition. Yes. Cullen finds out because uh, Cullen sets the school on fire. Yep. Yeah. He goes to a toy store, try and and, and just like sees another man buying buying toys and like and he's just like, let me get the specific one for for Dominic. As uh, if he knows his son. Yeah. Right. That was the craziest plot. Basically, Cullen goes into a toy store, sees a model train, mm-hmm. and this one father is trying to buy it, mm-hmm. and Cullen is like. I want that one. I'll, I'll pay you four times what the other guy is selling. And the guy at the toy store is like, nope, there are other toys. Like, please don't. This guy got to me first. And then after the guy who bought the toy set is in the car, Cullen, like, needs. Yeah, just knocks him out. Knocks him oh, out. Oh, like, oh, takes the that. toy set. Yeah. Um, and then just, like, shows up at the school. He finds out where, where he attends school. Yeah, he sees Kimball teaching mm-hmm. Dominic. Burns the school up, and then they have to put their fire drill s- skills to use. Yep. O'Hara comes in just like at, for that specific day, um, and makes sure every, everything's <laughs> everything's just like in, in control. Action scene, climax, uh, set piece. Yes, action scene. Kimball uh, and Cullen confront each other. Cullen is like holding Dominic at gunpoint, mm-hmm. and then the whole time there's been foreshadowing, like. Uh, this ferret never bites. This ferret never bites. Yeah. But Dominic is holding the ferret with him throughout mm-hmm. the whole action scene. And just as Cullen is about to shoot, the ferret bites Deus Cullen Ex. in the neck. <laughs> yes. Deus Ex ferret. Uh, <laughs> and then there's like a lot of bloodshed like during during that. like uh, Yeah, the realistic jo- blood again. Yeah, the joy- Joyce comes in, knocks Joyce out like, you lied to me about, lied to your son about me. And then like... Uh, and his son don't even know who the hell he is. Um, in the uh, finale, like Colin and Kimball are facing off. Yeah. The ferret bites Colin. Finds Jason oh. Reitman. And, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. And, they and, find and, Jason Reitman making out with some young Jason Reitman. Yeah. O'Hara comes in at some point and shoots Colin. Yeah, I mean, you know what no, can no, help no. us is the Wikipedia summary that wait, is wait, on I, the screen. Yeah, right. Wait, wait, no, I I remember. Uh, O'Hara gets uh, uh gets hit by by the car that Colin's mom is driving. Colin's mom takes her gun. Um, Kimball uh Kimball and Colin are are, are are facing off. Kimball shoots Colin. Well, no, ferret bites Colin. Kimball shoots shoots Colin, uh, killing him. But Kimball shoots uh, him in the leg. Cullen's mom comes in, shoots him in the shoulder, gets away for a little bit. The three are like, no, he's he's up against the wall, and then uh, no, O'Hara. I'm reading. I'm remembering uh-huh. this. Kimball. Okay, Cullen's mom sees Cullen dead, and as revenge, shoots Kimball, mm-hmm. and then O'Hara comes in, knocks the mom out with a baseball, with bat. baseball bat. So yeah. Cullen is injured. Or sorry, Kimball is injured, Cullen is dead, O'Hara is injured, and then they like cut to the hospital. Yeah. And th- and then mm-hmm. this is my favorite scene. Yes, yes. He wakes up eating Jello, and he goes, "I hate this." And me, and my roommate, we were watching. We were both just like, "Tough guys don't eat Jello." Like what? <laughs> and that's it. And exactly, O'Hara comes in like, "Well, tough guys don't don't eat Jello." <laughs> tough guys. don't. Yeah, that was exact. Oh, I love Je- Jello. Should be gender universal. Yeah, isn't it? 
transcending uh, race, socioeconomic class, religion, creed, upbringing. <laughs> Everyone should like fucking Jello if you just got out of the hospital. If you hate Jello, you are not human. Um, well, I could see an argument for hating Jello for the texture, but mm-hmm. what I can't see is like, mm, like I don't find Jello to be a very masculine food. Like. Uh, uh, w- <laughs> I, I'm getting too worked up. Yeah, yeah. All right, we, we, all right, we gotta. We got, got power through. Yeah, we yeah, got, we got power through. Yeah, yeah. So by the end, as uh, of course, Kimball uh, just throws away being a cop. He becomes a kindergarten teacher forever. Uh, Joyce, co- Joyce kisses him. The way Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> oh <my> kisses. That's <laughs> like the one thing I was good without. <laughs> you know, like as at least for this movie specifically, hot that Schwarzenegger is in. Like anything else, I'm just like, oh, Schwarzenegger. But like here, it's just like, okay, this is kind of fucking. Well, hot. it made me wonder if he'd ever kissed anybody before. Oh my god. Well, doubt. I'm, sh- I'm sure Arnold did. Schwarzenegger has kissed people before, but the way that kiss was is like the way somebody would emulate kissing. Yeah. If they had never and like an done SNL it sketch yes. of kissing. Um, and then that's just the final shot to end off the film. And all the kids cheer as they fucking make out. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Oh, my God. And that, that was Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. The real question is, does it still hold up today? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that is like the, the final. That's how question. we. Sh- yeah. Um, I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think yes in the sense that it's still wildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really tries. I, it has a lot of heart. It's uh, it's not precious. It really does try. I would say no in the sense that there are some scenes that would not fly. To, there's a scene that's it's played as a short gag mm-hmm. where Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger Kimball is running through the school trying to find Cullen when it's on fire. And he pulls out a gun and he like thinks that somebody coming to him around the hallway is Cullen, Mm -hmm. but it turns out to be a bunch of kids, and he flashes his gun at them, and the kids just go, oh, no, and, like, run away. (laughs) You can't do that. It's, like, school shooting. It's it's triggering. You like it. But it just flew as, like, a gag. And I think this movie is not an offensive movie. No, no. It's it's not like when you watch 16 Candles, you're like, oh, that's a rape. Like, this movie was not offensive. There's just, like, things you'd be like, huh, studio execs would, like, not necessarily let that gag fly. Mm. But all in all, like, I was still pretty entertained by all of it. As as someone who's, like, never seen the movie but only, like, knows the, like, the other movies that kind of just, like, spun off from this, like, inspiration to, like, like watching Playing With Fire or, or, or The Pacifier, stuff like that. In my back of my mind, I know this is, like, the godfather of all this. Right. Like, it is, it is, it is the top tier, but then it's, like, everything else is just, like, prime factorization, like, derivative of those. It's surprisingly good like like for me i thought it was really as crazy and stupid as it was thought it was a fun movie like given its pg-13 rating it it felt it felt necessary like it's weird because it's like a family movie but at the same time it's pg-13 but like it's still it's good oh for sure i think even i must have watched this movie when i was like 10 years old or Mm. something and i loved it yeah yeah but i would say a lot of these kids really peaked with uh 
with Kindergarten Cop, unfortunately. Uh, one, one, one of the kids ended up being Odette Yustman, who's like an actual, like she was kind of big for like a little bit, early 2009s. Like she had a name for herself. Um, she was like in that movie, You Again, as like opposite Kristen Bell's oh. uh, enemy. Right before this, I, I, I looked up like who exactly was Richard Tyson, like the, the Val Cullen. Um, oh, I need to know. Because he did the the worst acting of the entire thing. Oh, yeah. No, Except he... in the scenes where he almost mm. fucked his mom. <laughs> um, Which, and... by the way, never actually happened. But, like, he the was... chemistry, palpable. Yeah. <laughs> he was an actor, like, for... Like, he's still an actor. Or just, like, had, like, a few roles throughout time. It's like, I don't know, for, for a little bit. And then I read... I just saw, first thing, his mug shot. He he no. he was he was arrested for public intoxication and harassment. So, you know... What no. you you are what you acted as, or I get I guess. Oh my God, the movie was a prophecy for him. It, <laughs> if only he'd had a kind, loving kindergarten cop oh to my, show him the way. Oh my God, yes. All right, uh, that concludes our first <laughs> first ever episode of Ready Ruins Your Childhood. Thank you, Gabby, for being here today. Of course. Is there anything so fun? Is this and is there anything you you want to promote? Anything? What what are you working on? And want to give pl- you your platform? So I'm working on a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 um, a lot of stuff that can be seen in uh, just about any season. Uh, no, but I do comedy shows, so, uh, you know, uh, any season, most of any time. Uh, mm-hmm. If you follow me on social media, mm-hmm. you'll see that I'm doing. Oh, please, please drop your Instagram. Hip Soccer Mom. All right. Thank you so much. For thank you, Randy. I love this. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Good night and good luck, America. I will ruin your child to ruin your childhood another week. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's that's good. That I was like good. That. All right, I'm gonna write that down. All right.